Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We welcome in from Southern California News Group, MLB reporter for the Southern California News Group. Find him on Twitter at JP Hornstra. JP Hornstra joins us on the show. JP, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're you're not sitting me down to talk about marijuana. That was a very intimidating voice you just laid down. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to do it when I talk to my sons about it. Sons, I'd like to talk to you about loud this afternoon, and then immediately they'll not want to listen to what I have to say if I call it that. Uh, JP, robot umpires, your thoughts? Too soon. Um, too soon. Uh, I, broadly, I think that it needs some testing. Um, I mean, we are, let's see, this is January 22nd. We are less than four months removed from a player getting ejected from an Arizona Fall League game for arguing balls and strikes with the robot umpire. Like, that's how much work this thing needs. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I, I think that if we're talking about testing it at levels beneath the major league level, that, that's okay. Um, but I think Major League Baseball should be in no rush to be getting this to the MLB level. And I think the thing that they need to study beyond just answering the question of does this work better than a human being back there uh, is the question of what are some of the consequences of this thing. I talked to the Dodgers catching instructor who, who gave a talk about catching uh, at, at a big, 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 thousand person coaches convention a couple weeks ago and he's convinced that uh, this would just absolutely get rid of the running game in baseball he said that if you don't allow a runner a batter runner to take first base on a pass ball or a wild pitch um that you're just going to completely eliminate the running game because the catcher is never going to crouch again if the catcher doesn't have to frame the pitch, if the catcher doesn't have to allow the umpire to see where the pitch crosses home plate, he can just stand back there. He can stand, catch the catch the baseball underhand, and throw to second base or third base from a standing position, and nobody's ever going to want to feel again. Hmm. Do you want that in baseball? I, no, I no. Um, so I, 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 I mean, JP, I, uh, real quick, I, I think some of it. I'm, I, it's weird. We're talking about pot and dope and all that stuff, and I'm going, you know, I'm a little bit too old to say this. I'm a little bit too young still to say that, and I don't want to sound like a curmudgeon when it comes to baseball, but some of the stuff that does make baseball great, some of the strategy, some of the some of the things that you have to do because it's a different, ty- different type, type of playing surface, it's a different type of game, all that stuff, I think it's already been taken away already with launch angles and so on. Do, I don't think we want to do any more of that. Yeah, I, I think that, like, with launch angles and with the, the the way that we apply mathematics to baseball, like, literally every part of baseball, <laughs> pretty much in 2020, that generally doesn't bother me if it's a new way for different people to engage with the sport. And, you know, there are players who don't engage with that aspect of it mm-hmm. who can still be good at baseball. I talk to pitchers who just don't pay attention to um, spin rate. I talk to hitters who don't pay attention to launch angle, and these are some of the best in the game. So, I, I mean, look, that 
you can engage with it as much as you want. But, you know, there, there I, I wrote a column a couple of weeks ago asking, well, what is the limit of technology as it applies to baseball? And I think you can look at, you know, the Houston Astros using video replay uh, to steal signs and the Boston Red Sox having a video monitor room off of the dugout, using that to potentially steal signs and say, all right, maybe this has gone too far. And I think you could also listen to what the Dodgers catching coordinator thinks is going to be the future of baseball if we have a non-human being calling balls and strikes and say, that's too far. Because at that point, it's not baseball anymore. J.P. Hornster joining us on the show. I, I want to take it to a different level. Now, just hear me out on this, all right? I'm, oh boy, I'm probably going to get yelled at, but here we go. <laughs> I'm actually refreshed and happy that Derek, D, Derek Jeter didn't get the unanimous vote. And the reason why, the only thing I'm saying is, I think it does highlight some of the flaws that we have with the voting system. I also think that somebody was willing to do it, and I think that this also highlights... Internet group think. Uh, I think it, it. I think it highlights some of the the chaotic atmosphere where people want to almost get a mob going against a person who might vote against somebody they think differently. I, I think that it puts a highlight on that. When ultimately, when Derek Jeter goes into the Hall of Fame, are, are anybody going to be sitting there during his Hall of Fame acceptance speech going, "I can't believe he didn't get in unanimously"? Like no one's going to do that, JP. So go no. ahead, beat me up. Here we go. Let me have it. No, I, I, I actually agree with you on this. So, like, specifically, I know two voters. I know one personally, and, and um, this voter didn't want me to name them, but I know of two voters who were so ridiculed for voting for a fringe candidate. It wasn't omitting a Derek Jeter. It was for voting for somebody who was not a Hall of Famer, but a player that they sincerely liked, who had some contributions that were overlooked, and they just wanted to put a little shine on him. Um, revealed their ballot publicly and got so ridiculed for that that they have not made their ballot public since. And I know of another voter who was just so tired of the, the sort of online feedback loop that you're talking about who just stopped voting altogether. And these are, like, good, smart people. Like, these aren't idiots who haven't covered baseball in 10 years who shouldn't have a ballot. These are people who are pretty darn plugged in, actually talking to baseball players regularly because they are good reporters who want to do their job well. Um, and those aren't the people who should not be voting and who should not be talking to the public about their ballot and who should not be explaining the value of a fringe candidate like some of the people who got one vote this year. Um, I wrote about this on Wednesday, Raul Obanez, mm -hmm. uh, J.J. Putz, um, Adam Dunn, and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Brad Penny. These guys got one vote. I don't know who voted for them, but I'm pretty sure that if you if you had those writers on right now, they would say, look, I know they're not Hall of Famers, but let's talk about what they did because they did have a pretty good long career. And there's value in having that discussion. Why should they be ridiculed so much for that one vote that they should not even be allowed to have that discussion publicly? I think it's totally stupid. I'm right there with you. J.P. Hornster joining us on the show, Southern California News Group, at J.P. Hornster on Twitter. What are we going to do about this minor league problem? It looks like Rob Manford wants to take away jobs and opportunities. A lot of people are upset in a lot of cities that have minor league baseball. What's your thoughts? 
this is an interesting one. I mean, the, the part that bothers me, I think, the most right now is the lack of transparency on Major League Baseball's end, where they're just not talking about the money. And, and this, that's what this is all about. Major League Baseball doesn't want to be financially responsible for propping up baseball in these small markets when there is such a small percentage of one of those players who passes through those markets actually making Major League Baseball a better, more marketable, more fiscally uh, robust league. That's what this all comes down to. Um, I'm not convinced that baseball in some form can't thrive in those communities without it. Um, you know, a lot of those markets, I, I look specifically at, at like Iowa, for example, there are three teams uh, that the New York Times reported were on the contraction list in the state of Iowa. Well, the most popular team in Iowa is the University of Iowa baseball team. Uh, are you telling me that, uh, you know, the fans in those small towns in Iowa that currently have minor league baseball wouldn't just go to the University of Iowa made college baseball games instead. I mean, that's a pretty high-level game. I don't know. What Mm. bothers me is that Major League Baseball, because of that lack of transparency, I I don't know that the public is so informed about this that they can't just see this for what it is, which is baseball saying, this doesn't help our bottom line, so screw you. I mean, that's kind of a crude way of saying it, but that's basically what's happening here. Maybe it's a sound business decision, but it is a very cruel application of dollars and cents. And and I think ultimately a generation from now, that's when you really see kids who are just less interested in baseball because they weren't exposed to it as much. And we're not talking about millions of kids en masse, but we're talking about you know thousands of kids in small towns who are going to be told for their entire lives that your small-town life doesn't count. We don't need Major League Baseball telling them that, too. Because I thought it was some... who I forget who, who put the put the map out there to somewhere in... A, was it Montana? Your nearest Major League Baseball team is 1,000 miles away. Right. And it's like, oh, boy, that's a, that's a scary scenario, JP. I totally agree with you. I, 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 th- I thank you very much for the, for the answer there because I'm going to be using it in the future as we get ready for baseball. I definitely <laughs> got to talk about the Jeter thing as well. JP, thank you so much for the time, buddy. All the best. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 